Honey, <laughs> no one comes to visit me more than depression. So we should talk about it. In honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, let's talk about depression, especially highly functioning depression. <laughs> this podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your podcasting platforms. Let's check it out. Hey y'all and welcome back to the Plus Size Vixen Podcast. I miss you guys so much and I realize we is almost in the middle of May and I haven't recorded a podcast. So your girl is back. But um, I definitely want to touch into this week about mental health. Since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, definitely want to talk about mental health today. And the topic is going to be depression. But not just depression itself. I think we all kind of have a gist of what depression is and stuff like that. So I want to talk about high functioning depression. How like you can still be highly functioning but depressed. But before we get into this week's episode, definitely check out last week's episode where I'm like, sis is tired, sis is too much. It's available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and all your podcasting platforms. Now, with this being said, you know, being in the mental health field, being a clinician, you know, studying clinical mental health counseling, you learn a lot. You see a lot. You experience a lot. And something that's been resonating with me recently is depression. And at first, I'm like, well, you know, depression is, let's see, it says it's let's get a a, a definition for it. The persistent feeling of sadness or loss of interest that characterize major depression that can lead to a range of behavioral and physical symptoms. These might include changes in sleep, appetite, energy level, concentration, daily behavior, self-esteem. Depression can also be associated with thoughts of suicide. Now, that's the clinical definition for it. Basically, to wrap it up in a nutshell, you're not feeling like yourself. Something's shifting in your mind that's affecting you in all aspects of your life. And I wanted to kind of focus on highly functioning depression because I feel like we hear that when it comes to alcoholics. We hear that when it comes to drug addicts, but we don't pay attention to it a lot when it comes to mental health like it's people out here scribing but have anxiety depressed suicidal ideations but they're still getting up every day they're still going to work they're still being a parent they're still being you know a sister brother like like they're still playing the roles in their lives and I said to myself like yo this is crazy like why aren't there more articles on this why aren't there more researches on this I even realized one of the ladies um 
I don't know her name off the top of my head, but she won. I don't know if it was Miss America or one of those like Miss something. And they, it was a brief article talking about how, like, how she was highly functioning depressed. Like, she still lived her life. She still did what she needed to do. But she still wasn't capable of, you know, fighting whatever she was fighting behind closed doors. So, I guess once she did win that award, I don't know if it heightened things for her. But that more in her personal life caused her to finally end her life and it was such a sad story because it's like wow who did she have to talk to who was she telling these things to like where was her support system like you know did did she do all this in silence or did somebody know and nobody didn't take it seriously and that's why I said I I wanted to talk about this topic now I know I'm not a professional in the sense of meaning I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not trying to diagnose anyone nor myself by having this podcast. I just want to speak about it. I feel like a lot of us deal with a lot, especially as black women. We're always taught to stay stay ready. You know, you, you got to walk outside looking a certain way. You got to talk a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way. Nobody has time for you to be sad. You got to be a mother. You got to be a employer. You got to be the business owner. You got to wear all these hats. So you need to be on it. Nobody has time for you to be trying to go through no motions. No one cares about how you feel. And that's how I feel like the world looks at black women. Like we always got to be strong. We always got to be in the forefront. And if we, if we failing, what's going on? And sometimes I realize even growing up, even if you wanted to vent to somebody about how you're feeling or what you're going through, it felt like it was minimized. Like, uh, come on girl like stuff like that happen all the time let's go let's keep pushing and you're like yeah I know stuff like this happens all the time but I don't like how it makes me feel I don't like what it's doing to me and why I feels like talking about it I'm being minimized my feelings are being minimized or not only that you talk to people and now they're trying to compare what you went through to what they went through as if, like, I can't even have a moment now. Now we bringing it back to what you was feeling. And, and it could have been a ye- months ago, years ago. But now I'm coming to you for comfort. And now we're having, like, a compare and contrast story. I can't even have my moment to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. But instead, you're giving me what you might have been feeling years ago. Or you got those people who will just try to swipe you off and be like, girl, just pray about it. Girl, just, you know, just go to your maker. And that's good, too. But sometimes when somebody comes to you and talks to you, that's not maybe the first thing somebody wants to hear. They might really want somebody to be a listening ear. And I realize when you're going through something, you have to really pick and choose your battles. And what I mean by that, you have to pick and choose who you go to to share information with. Because generally, a lot of people are really not here to help you. Some people are like a sponge. I call them SpongeBob's. They soak up all your information. They soak up all your information and then they go run and tell the next person. Or <laughs> some people will sit here, hear you out, 
And, you know, the advice is, it's going to be all right. Like the cliche stuff. And granted, we know it's going to be all right. But in that moment, sometimes just listening helps. Or just saying like, hey, what do you want to do? Or, hey, do you want to go out? I don't know. And I really know I can't tell people how to advise people when they're going through stuff. But just from my experience, I feel like when I'm usually listening to someone express how they feel and most most of the time it's a bad feeling, depression or something like that, I try to comfort them the best way I know how. Like I try to really keep in mind the person I'm talking to, what they like, what they don't like, what they've been through. How can I give them what they need without crossing any boundaries, crossing any lines? Because sometimes people need things and I don't want to brush nobody off. I don't want to make no one feel like less than. I don't want to sh- make someone shut down. So we just have to be mindful out there, listeners. Like when you're expressing your mental health to somebody, we don't want to make the situation worse. So with that with that being said, I'm like, what's going on here? With that being said, let's get into a little more about depression and some of the causes now they're saying for some of the major causes of depression could be family history meaning that there's history in the dna of you know family members being depressed so that trickles down to you they're also saying illnesses and health issues can result to depression medication drugs and alcohol and last but not least personality um, it doesn't get into the gist of it. Let's see what we have here. It doesn't get to the gist of it, but it's those are definitely the top four things that can make you depressed. So if you're feeling depressed, I would definitely say reach out to a counselor. You know, I know in this day and age, mental health has like all all of a sudden become the norm it's everywhere now so my best advice would be reach out to a counselor talk to them let them know how you're feeling and let them make the decision whether or not you need to see a psychiatrist whether or not you need to you know to define like hey this person really needs to be um diagnosed with depression and not so much get medicated because I'm not really a medication advocate. Like if you can do some other healthy coping mechanisms to help you through that depression, you know, I will prefer that way. But if that's not working for you and it's getting to the point that you're having a hard time functioning in your daily life, then I would definitely say, you know, if medication is the best route, then you do what's best for you and your mental health. Um, it says, I found something else too. It says the most common signs of depression to know if you're really depressed or not. It says a persistent depressed low mood is natural to feel down from time to time. Loss of interest in things you once enjoyed. Feelings of worthlessness, poor concentration, and thoughts of harming yourself. Now, if your depression is getting to the point 
that you are having suicidal ideations, I definitely want you to talk to somebody. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, I get it sometimes. You know, we can be depressed, but we still push through. And that might be a high-functioning depression. However, once it gets down to that low where you're like, oh, I shouldn't be here no more. I should just kill myself. No one understands me. That's when I want you to seek the hope that you want. Remember, it's a lot of confidential um, phone lines, suicide lines. When you speak to a, a therapist, that's confidential. Like I get it. If family and friends isn't working no more, journaling isn't working no more, meditating, working out, nothing's clicking. Definitely, please go get the help you need. I really want us, especially for Mental Health Awareness Month, to break the stigma that oh. I don't get counseling. Black people don't get counseling. These kind of people don't get counseling. No, everyone needs help. Everyone needs help. And unfortunately, we have to learn the hard way that our family and friends cannot be our only source of help. Everybody is going through their own trials and tribulations and everybody might not be able to assist you the way you need to be assist or understand your life, quote unquote, the way you want them to understand it. So you don't want to find yourself lost to the world because you're like, oh, well, I got family. They should understand. I got friends. They should understand. Sometimes they don't. Because when people are not going through what you're going through, they won't understand. They'll try to empathize with you, but they would never fully understand where you're coming from. And one thing I had to realize and took me so long to realize this, your mental health is so, so important. It's so important. And I feel like sometimes we minimize our mental health because we're trying to do everything for everyone else and show up and show out for everyone else that we don't know how to show up and show out for ourselves. You have to show up for yourself. You have to be number one priority. You have to make sure you're good because we all heard the saying before, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give someone something that you no longer have. And I don't care if that's friends, co-workers, family, spouse, kids, your business, whatever it may be. You can't pull from an empty cup. So, sis, stop what you're doing. It's Sunday. You might not hear this podcast on Monday. I need you to look on the back of your insurance card. There should be a 1-800 number. You call them. Find out what mental health services they have. And you start calling some the therapists. And if that solution ain't working, it's so many telehealth options now. Better help and different things like that. Again, we got the whole world in our hands with these phones. You can Google it up, a telehealth service. See if they accept insurance. See what's their minimum payments that you can afford um, that you can afford for a, a weekly or monthly sessions. You have to do what's best for you because eventually you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of not feeling like you're not at your best. You're going to get tired of wondering why this is happening to me. You're going to get tired of stressing. You're going to get tired of, you know, second guessing yourself and wondering why, like, I'm not doing what I need to do. I also feel like another form of depression and I feel like I need someone to quote me before we make it. I don't know how often the DSM comes out. I should know, but I really don't. We're on the DSM-5 now, right? I bet you money, by the time the DSM-6 comes out, 
it's going to be social media depression in there. Because I feel like that also contributes to a lot of people's depression. We're seeing like images of how people are living their lives on social media. And we really sit here and think people are living their best lives. Not knowing that people could have been saving these pictures from trips they took a while ago. People could be out here doing, God forbid, fraudulent things to do whatever they do. And we don't know. But just because we see the nice cars, the nice clothes, the trips, going back to school, starting a business, whatever it is that you're seeing on your timeline, you're now feeling depressed. You're now feeling like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Dang, when am I going to be able to take a trip? Or, oh, I wanted to start a business and I don't know what to do. And if this is you, then I'm going to need you to, you know how like you can remove apps from your phone? I need you to take a social media detox. We talk about detoxing our bodies and taking all the detox tea to get the flat tummies and stuff like that. Sometimes what's needed in our life is social media detox. So if you are feeling like you're comparing your life constantly to what you're seeing on social media or what you feel like you need to be doing because a friend of a friend or whatever the friends you hang out with or whoever it is that you're following is doing stuff and you feel like you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, sweetie, I'm going to need you to get off of social media. Give yourself two weeks, a two-week break. And not only a detox from social media, but when you go back, I think I had to do this one time myself. Really look at your timeline and ask yourself, is there people on here that are doing stuff that are inspiring me or making me question myself and my abilities? Because if you're not following people that's aspiring, who's like giving out who's helping you with the business or helping you with the extra income or showing you how to do different things. I don't think we should be following people who are not giving the instructions to the game. And what I mean by that is it's like sometimes we follow celebrities or certain kind of friends or friends of a friends who all they do is show off and show out. And granted, that's their social media. They can do what they please. But if you're not mentally strong enough to follow people on social media without questioning yourself, without questioning your abilities, then I need you to clean up your feed because it's maybe the people that you're following that's affecting you mentally. Because again, these people don't have to stop posting their trips, um, their new clothes, new cars. They're going to post what they want on their social media. But if you feel like it's too much for you to endure, that's when it's time to remove yourself from, remove them from your friend list and also take all, take a detox for a little while. Take it off your phone for a little while. It doesn't hurt. And I did this before on multiple occasions. I was like, you know what? I need a little social media detox. Like, I don't feel like this is healthy. I don't feel like this is this. Like, one app I stay on, I see more than anything lately is TikTok. And the reasons being because I feel like TikTok, I'm learning something. <laughs> I feel like it's so much, yo. I don't know if it's, I don't know how my feed was set up, but I feel like I'm like, it's a DIY. Did I say it right? D I D I Y. 
honey. It's always like different creative projects from painting to gluing stuff to making stuff for your home, your room. And I love it. Makeup tutorials. So I'm like, oh, this is set up just for me. Y'all must have figured out what I liked. And this is for me. So I stay on TikTok because I feel like I'm actually helping myself expand in things that of my interest. So Maybe you need to find a social media like that, that's showing you things that interest you, that helps you grow in life instead of bring you down. So to wrap this up in a nutshell, I have a story time. And um, I think I'm briefly going to talk about a time that I was depressed. And um, when I tell you she knocked on my door more, depression checked on me more than any friend did. Because sometimes I felt like I was the friend who kept my feelings to myself. It's only a selected few people I spoke to. And, you know, as encouraging as they was, like, I just felt like I really had to go through it to get through it. And um, it was difficult. Now, I didn't have thoughts of suicide or anything like that. But it was some days I just felt like I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to stay in my bed. I didn't want to be bothered, you know, like I was just like over it, like, and I think I started feeling like this a little bit, not too much after I had my son, but maybe like a couple of years after into being a mother, like it just felt like, whoa. So I can't even say it was postpartum because usually postpartum depression is right after your children. I don't know how long you can be postpartum. But um, my son was already past like three, four years old. So at this time in my life, I remember being in a fashion show. I would never forget this. You know, love fashion, love fashion since day one, always been plus size. But I was doing a fashion show for Ashley Stewart. And when the guy took the picture, honey, it's one thing when you take your own pictures and you know your angles and stuff like that. You know, in the words of Nicki Minaj, you know you cute if you cut posts from any angle. <laughs> but anyways, and he took the pictures and he sent, you know, the models, the pictures. So when I received my pictures, honey, honey, I tell you, I looked at like a swollen, like I looked at like something was ready to pop. I was so big. I looked this so uncomfortable. I couldn't believe that was me in that picture. Like, that's how depressed I got. Like, I became an emotional eater, just eating to eat, you know, not caring. Because, you know, at that time, like, I was going through it. Like, my mind was, like, not settled. I was unhappy with a lot of things, unhappy with life. So, I was just eating, eating, eating my little heart away. But when I saw that picture of me in that fashion show, I just couldn't believe it was me. And when I tell you I got motivated, honey, I don't know what clicked. It felt like someone was like, oh, no, girl. Oh, no, sis, I need us to get it together. Snap out of it. I love you. Come on, let, let, let's go. Like, I had to grab myself. I had to be my own best friend. It was me, myself, and I. I started watching YouTubes. I started drinking a gallon of water a day, working out twice a day, journaling, meditating. I started watching Sarah Jakes on YouTube for motivation. You know, I started doing anything I can because I was not happy with how I look. And it showed my unhappiness showed on how I was 
taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was allowing myself to eat all crazy, not taking my vitamins, like whatever. And once I realized I had to do something different, I'm so happy that picture showed me what I look like. Because again, I was taking my own photo. So if I never got that photo, I could have still been in that funk and I could have still thought I was fine. I looked at fine. And so, and then I guess I heard this saying one time, I don't know if I'm saying it correct. Sometimes you got to see yourself in someone else's lens. And I felt like that's what happened. Like, I was like, oh my God, that's me. And I know that sounds like I'm just talking about the physical aspect of it because depression is more than physical. It's also mental too. But I didn't realize how my mental was affecting my physical. Like how I felt showed in my body. Like I didn't care anymore. Like I was packing on the pounds and, you know, still trying to beat my face and be cute. But, you know, again, let me be clear. I'm fine with being a plus size baddie, but I always want to keep a shape. Like I didn't want to be out of shape. Like I always want to keep a shape and I always want to keep it healthy. You know, that's my biggest pet peeve. Like, you know, cause I get it. I'm 5'10". I'm a tall girl. So I never was, you know, tied up into the scale number. It was more like healthy. If you could draw my blood as a doctor and cholesterol is low and no diabetes, no high blood pressure. That's what I appreciate because at the end of the day, I truly don't believe everyone's meant to be skinny, but everyone can be healthy. So, you know, do I do what I need to do to keep myself healthy, taking my vitamins, work out, drink water? Of course I do. But again, when I saw myself like that, I said, honey, you had to snap out of it. So I'm here to tell you to all my listeners, women, men, whoever, sometimes you got to look at yourself as someone else's lens. You are worthy. You are here. And maybe the generic stuff as far as meditating, journaling might not be your thing. You know what I'm saying? Counseling right now might not be your thing. But I need you to find something. I need you to find it in yourself to find something to make you better mentally. Your mental health is important. We worry too much about, you know, just going to the doctor, getting that checkup, but we need to a mental checkup. We need a mental check-in. Sometimes we need to check in to make sure we good. So please, for this month, we got like, what, a couple more weeks left, two weeks left, two and a half weeks left. Do something. And it don't have to end here. It don't have to end in May for Mental Health Awareness Month. It could continue on because as long as you live in, your mental health will always be important. Remove toxic people, toxic things. I know that's the new trend nowadays. Oh, I'm toxic. I like it toxic. No, sometimes that toxic stuff can be affecting your mental health. Get that away from you. Don't matter if it's toxic family members, friends, co-workers. Listen, remove yourself because I truly believe greatness is, is coming for you. But until you remove yourself out of these situations, you can't get to the next level in your life because you're okay with where you at. Never get comfortable. Believe it or not, just like with my journey that I had to go through, I had to get uncomfortable. You know how hard it was from not working. I mean, I worked out before, but not working out like that to working out twice a day to cutting back on your favorite snacks, cutting back on you. I had to get uncomfortable. And that's what I'm telling you. Sometimes you got to get uncomfortable for changes to happen. You got to let go of some things for changes to happen. It's been times where we all seen a little picture 
the little girl had a teddy bear. But God's kneeling down and he's reaching out her his hand to her because he had a bigger teddy bear to give her. But she didn't want to let go of that little teddy bear because she felt like, no, like this is mine. Why would you want to take this? Not knowing he had greater, bigger and better waiting for her. Now, I ain't trying to become preacher plus size vixen. But, you know, sometimes when I speak to y'all, I speak to myself because sometimes I be needing to motivate myself. I need to get up and be like, Tay, that's my name. <laughs> you don't see it, but it's it's coming. You might not feel it, but it's coming. And just know you are amazing. You are great. You are everything you need to be. And I want you to choose you. That was a mouthful. So with that being said, I hope y'all enjoyed this week's podcast. And, you know, stay tuned for next week. Also, FYI, to let you guys know who follows me on YouTube. If you're not, if you're, if you're new here, I do have a YouTube. I don't do my podcast on my YouTube. I, I tried that. It didn't work for me. But I do do plus-size fashion hauls, trying on hauls with different companies. Lately, I've been sticking to Shein because it seemed like that's what you guys like. And I recently did a Shein Curve Swimwear haul. So you can subscribe now to my YouTube channel. It's Plus Size Vixen Cosmetics. I did a, um, a haul on this swimwear. I did two pieces. I did um one pieces. I gave my little reviews on it, the yays and nays. So you could definitely check that out. Also, I have another YouTube video coming out hopefully in the next two weeks where I kind of try out some short sets. I'm really not a fan of shorts, but I'm trying something different. Maybe I've been getting the wrong shorts all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying something different. I do got some, uh, another haul coming out, so stay tuned for that. Also, Plus Size Vixen Cosmetics. If you haven't shopped by now, sis, what are you waiting for? I just did a tutorial, haven't did one of those in a minute, on my Instagram at plussize.vixen, where I do a matted lipstick added with a little gloss to give it a little shine. Um... All cosmetics can be found at plussizevixen.com. We're still having a 30% sale. I decided to keep it going up until Memorial Day weekend. So if you haven't shopped, listen, I'm telling you, shop now. Because after the end of May, we going back to regular prices. So add to your cart now. Don't forget to check out. What else am I forgetting? Um. Oh, yeah, your girl is preparing for her test for her license again we, we gonna do this again so y'all might not hear from me for a little while i mean it might be one podcast this month i'm sorry but it might be one podcast this month because by june we're gonna start studying we're gonna get the studying going so until next time follow me on instagram i got two instagrams now one for cosmetics which is plus size.vixen and one for my youtube page it's called the plus plus size vixen the influencer so it's plus size vixen underscore the influencer one more time plus size vixen underscore the influencer and again subscribe to my youtube channel which is plus size vixen cosmetics until next time stay happy stay at peace peace out
Hey sis, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast where we talk about depression. Listen, we all go through it. We all had those feelings of hopelessness, loneliness, just not feeling like ourselves. So hopefully this podcast fulfills you in some way. And if it didn't, share with somebody who it can help. Again, Plus Size Vixen Podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and your podcasts and platforms. This week, we have crazy things by no other than Tim's. So let's get into it.